and we're just going to jump right in. Um, so right now at Village, we're doing the um, Share Your Story Challenge, where we're challenging every single person that comes to Village to go out and share the gospel in the form of just sharing your story. So like what Jesus has done in your life, um, what um, how he brought you out of darkness into light, or how um, now you are saved, just like that story of that process. Um, so in order to get us pumped up about that and to get excited for just sharing our stories, I thought we could spend this week covering what it means to share our stories um, and how to go about it. Um, so a lot of you guys have already given your testimony in here, which is really cool, um, but it's always good to talk about exactly how to go about sharing our stories effectively with the gospel intertwined um, because if we miss the gospel we miss the whole point right so um so today we won't spend as much time like in the lesson as we will um just like with the activity that i have for us which i'm really excited about um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good um brooklyn do you mind closing the door real fast for us thanks um, so why do you guys, well, do you guys enjoy hearing testimonies? I'm not going to assume that you do, but yeah, yeah. Why do you enjoy listening to testimonies so much? Just to see what God's done in other people's mm. lives. Yeah. And like how you can relate. Yeah. What God has done in their lives. Yeah. Why else do you guys like listening to testimonies? I think it can be really encouraging, like, to hear how, like, God works in other people's lives and then, like, like thinking about it in, like, comparison to, like, yours or something. Mm, yeah. Yeah, being reminded that he's always working in other people's lives and in yours. I think it's, like, just shows how powerful he really is mm. because he healed them from, oh, sorry. <laughs> he healed them from something, but your story could be totally different. Yeah. But it's still, like, the same, kind of, because mm. you're still getting out of darkness yeah yeah it's everyone has a different story but they're all the same because he saves us and then we get to know him um so yeah testimonies are encouraging they're emotional um when we went through that that time in coffee and conversations where we gave our everyone gave their testimony um which i'm thinking of doing again since we have so many new people um there's a lot of emotions right a lot of tears because it reminds us how faithful god is and how good he is um so turn with me to first peter three fifteen. <clears throat> this is the reason, one of the reasons we share our testimony. Um, hopefully I get all the references right this week. Um, like last week, that was so bad. Um, 1 Peter three, fifteen. 15. Um, Elise, could you read that for us? Uh, yeah. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is within you. Awesome. So um, when do we need to be prepared to give a defense of our beliefs? According to this verse. Whenever somebody asks you. Yeah. Whenever someone asks you. Mm -hmm. So it's like at any moment, be ready to give um, the answer for the hope that you believe. So why would sharing your story, sharing your testimony, what the Lord has done in your life, how can that be a way of defense of what you believe? Why is it defending what you believe, just sharing your story? Yeah, you're defending it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. 
because it's really easy to just forget or to doubt and knowing your story can really help yeah and if it's your experience um if you are confident in what the lord has done to you you're going to be that more effective in trying to show someone else that it's, it can change them too because if it's changed you you can know that it'll change them um so what god has done in your life um is a way to share what you believe it's a way to share the gospel um so some of you guys might be sitting there and thinking i grew up in the church like i don't even really know the day that i got saved i've just it's always been a part of my life um some of you guys might think i have a boring testimony like my life like it's not like i was like a drug addict before i knew the lord or you know i wasn't in prison before i knew the lord um you're like my story isn't exciting um but your story is important no matter what your story is whether you grew up in the church and um or if you um, did make a lot of really poor decisions and god brought you out of that um or maybe your life you didn't make a whole lot of bad decisions but you still didn't know the lord your story your story is still important because it's what god did in your story um so we're staying in first peter but go ahead and flip back to first peter 2 6 through 10 um so this shows us that every story is important um because of what god has done so I'll read this for us. It's actually 9 through 10. Sorry. I get my 9s and my 6s mixed up. Um, <laughs> 9 through 10. <laughs> oh, that would be hard to go 9 yep. through 6. Um, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Um, so just some context, this is Peter telling the church that they, what the things they have in Christ. So then now they're a holy priesthood, a chosen nation, a people chosen for God's own possession. Um, and their story is how God brought them out of darkness into his marvelous light. So your story is how God brought you out of darkness, out of your sin and brought you into his marvelous light into forgiveness and grace and mercy, um, the light of Christ. Um, so why, why do you guys think that we sometimes think that our stories are boring and we, and that prevents us from sharing them? I think like, we feel like, at least this is for me, like, I feel like if I, like, I get under the idea that like, if I want to like prove that like God is real inside my heart, then I have to have this like big, crazy, unbelievable story Mm, in order to convince people. But really it's. God's spirit who will do the convincing in them and all mm. I need to do is just tell them the gospel and just tell them the truth yeah yeah you don't need a huge dramatic story in order to convince someone it's real the gospel is powerful in itself <clears throat> yeah why else is that something you guys have ever experienced you think my story's too boring I don't want to share it yeah <laughs> yeah what what like what makes you think that sometimes testimony where it's not dramatic is better because you don't have to 
live with all of your past regrets and mistakes. Mm. But yeah. Sometimes it's still hard. <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons to both, for yeah. sure. And at the end of the day, we're all sinners, whether you, like, like we all sin in different ways. So maybe, like, like for me, like, I, I was, oh, I'm a sinner now, but I was definitely a sinner before I knew Jesus. Um, but, like, that doesn't mean that someone that didn't sin in the same way before they knew Jesus, like, is any less saved than I am, or their story is any less important than mine is. Um, so I have a few points to keep in mind as we think about our stories. And the first thing to keep in mind is that your testimony is not about you. Your story is not about you. Um, we're very selfish people, right? We're just prone to selfishness. It's like a constant battle. Um, we walk into a room and maybe we're offended because no one says hi to us. Or um, we read the Bible and we think that a story is about us. So like we'll be like, oh, you just got to be more like Daniel. And I'm Daniel. And I have to take on the Goliaths in my life. Well, the story is not about you. It's about God, right? So our stories are not about us. It's about God. And if we aren't careful, we'll make our stories, what God has done, the miracle that he's done in our, in our hearts, and we'll make it about us. Um, so we should talk more about what Christ has done in our life more than anything else and bring all the glory back to him. Um, so we'll look at this passage later, but Paul in First Timothy gives us some context to who he used to be. So he was like, I used to be like a persecutor. I was, um, you know... I was, I don't remember the list of what he said, but we'll read it later. Um, So like when we talk about our stories, it's okay to go, it's okay to say like the sins that maybe you used to commit or who you used to be, but we shouldn't dwell there very long, right? So like, I'm not going to like spill my guts to you about all the things that, all the sins that I committed before I knew Jesus, because that's not the point. I did sin, but the Lord saved me. And that's the most important part. Um, So we never want to like dwell in the, the muck um, and bring like you know glory to the muck when we could bring glory to God. We want to shock people with the goodness of God, not with the darkness of our sins before we knew Him. Um, and another thing we want to do is avoid emphasis on moral change. So, um, so I'm going to read you guys like just a, a thing I like I wrote down, um, and I want you guys to think of what's wrong with this quote. Um, so, say, like if someone gave their testimony and they said, "I used to never go to church." Um, Then I started reading my Bible, and I started praying. Now I go to church every week, and I help in the children's church. So if this was someone's testimony, what is wrong with this statement? It's all about what they did. It's not about what Jesus did at all. Yeah. And, like, those are all good things. You go to church every week. You help in the children's church. That's great. Um, But it's it's all focused on that person. It's saying, I was bad, now I am good, rather than saying, I was bad, but God is good, and now I am good because of Jesus. Um, So we always have to bring it back to what the Lord did. Um, Your testimony is not how you went from bad to good. It's how God brought you from death to life. Um, You're not the main character. God is the main character. Um, So that's the second point, um, is that God should be the main character of our story. So sometimes um, there's people in our life that maybe had a really big impact impact on us so like a pastor or a teacher or your parents um and that's amazing because god uses those people and we should absolutely mention them in our stories um but that person did not save you right so god used that person um so god is still the main character we're not the main character someone else isn't the main character god is the main character um and way too often i hear um i'll have a girl like share her testimony with me and she'll share with me um, that, you know, she was in a really dark place and then her boyfriend came and, <laughs> and brought her like, you know, back to life basically. And she's like, and now I go to church and I do this and that. And I'm, and my heart breaks when I hear those stories because, um, no matter who it is, whether it's your boyfriend or a friend or someone, um, that person's not your savior. Jesus Christ is your savior. Um, no one else can fill you like him. 
Um, so uh, always keep the light on Jesus. And, um, oh, I have a question for you guys. Why do you guys think it's so easy for us to make our testimonies all about ourselves? I feel like it's because we think we did it, because like we've mm-hmm. lived it. Yeah. But it's really him who did it through us. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, we think that, because we did experience it, whatever yeah. it is. And so we think that we must have had some work in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, all him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Why else? Why is it so easy to kind of make your testimony about yourself? I think we always want to, um, well, not only us, like other people too. Are so focused on like the things you can see, mm. and if you're telling a non-believer stuff about a God that they can't see, yeah, be like oh well, mm. is that true? And I think sometimes we also think even like, like believers think like they can't see that, so I'm just gonna tell them about myself and the things that like they can mm. physically see. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about that, but that makes a lot of sense because it's like they they can see the physical change in me or like they can see the things that like I do or that yeah. we do but they like it all comes from God and if you tell them that yeah they're gonna be like but you, but you did it and yeah and, like that it's just gonna be hard to understand yeah for sure yeah and there's nothing wrong with saying that there has been moral change in you um it's just like always drawing it back to God but it is hard like with unbelievers because it it does seem like it's coming from our, from us right. because oh we must be good now yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah, and I I am so guilty of this because when I used to tell my story, um, I just remember like hardly I I I remember like saying God, but like I definitely like made it too much about myself and didn't exactly bring glory to God like I should have. Um, but even even when we fail like that, like. God is still powerful enough to still bring those stories for his glory. Um, it's not like there's, like, one specific way you can give your testimony, and if you don't give it this way, then you're, like, it's it's useless. That's not true at all. Um, we just always have to be cautious of talking about God, talking about the gospel. Um, which brings us to the third point. Uh, don't forget to share the gospel in your story. So this is when it gets a little tricky because... Um, we have to kind of like weave in the gospel into our stories um, because sharing the gospel is the goal of our testimonies so um, the gospel I'm I I assume most of us know it Um, it's that God made the world perfect but sin was brought into it through Adam and Eve and now we are sinners separated from God but God in his grace and mercy sent Jesus Christ um, to live a perfect life and die a terrible death and raised to life again so that we could accept him as our savior and he would be the sacrifice that's standing in our place that we would be able to know God Um, and anyone that accepts Jesus as their savior now has the right standing with God and it kind of like bridges that gap that sin made um, and we get eternal life and then our lives are now like always um, bound to Jesus and we live to serve him Um, so thinking of the gospel what are ways that you can weave the gospel into your story so that it's clearly explained as you share the gospel with someone I mean as you share your story with someone does that question make sense? Mm-hmm. 
how can you weave it in? This one, I don't know if this is like, like, not a Christian answer, but like, mm -hmm. when you talk about like, how you didn't know the Lord, like you're obviously dead in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's what you were looking for. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely a way that you can go about it. Because, like, looking back, you see, like, oh, yeah, I definitely was dead in my mm -hmm. sin. And now I'm alive because of Christ. And you can even explain, like, what that means in your testimony. Because yeah. a non-believer might be like, huh? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? You've always been alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Christianese. Yes. Yeah. How else? What are ways that you can weave the gospel into your story? I know for me, I think one way to make it simple is just to be like, and then I received the gospel, and this is the gospel, blah, 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 yeah. blah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so it's like clearly defined. I feel like that might be a simpler way to go about it. Um, but yeah, and there's, there's ways to, um, as you think about your story, um, there's ways to, like Maddie said, like, like I was once dead in my sin, and because of Jesus, I am now alive, and I have eternal life. Um, and just being able to say that to someone can have a lot of power. Um, so Paul, a uh, guy from the New Testament, uh, one of the main characters it feels like in the New Testament, um, gives a f few examples of his testimony in, the, um, in some of his books. So turn with me to 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 17. Thessalonians. Uh, and, and what? First Timothy 12, 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 17. Um, can I have someone read uh, 12 through 17 for us of chapter 1? Sure. Thank you, Julia. Uh, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing to me his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but now I receive mercy because I have acted ignorantly in unbelief. And grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that, that are in Jesus Christ, saying that the trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who are to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. All right. Thank you. Um, and go ahead and mark your place there and turn to Acts 22. Acts 22, 6 through 21. And then I'll go ahead and read this because it's a little, it's a bit large. Um, so this is the testimony of Paul, um, like when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. 
Um, so Acts 22, 6 says, As I was on my way and drew near to Damascus, about noon a great light from heaven suddenly shone on me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, who you are persecuting. Now those who are with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go to Damascus, and there you will be told all that I appointed you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by hand by those who were with me and came to into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, well spoken by all the Jews who lived there, came to me, standing to me, and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And that very hour I received sight and said to him, and saw him and he said the god of our fathers appointed you to know his will to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth for you will be a witness to him and to everyone you have seen and heard and now why do you wait rise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name and i had returned to jerusalem and i was praying in the temple i fell into a trance and i saw him and i saw him saying to me make haste and get out of jerusalem quickly because they will not accept your testimony about me and I said, Lord, they themselves know that in, this, in one synagogue after another, I am imprisoned and beat by those who believed in you. Um, and when the blood of Stephen, your witness, ha- has been shed, I myself was standing by and approved and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, go, for I will send you far away from the Gentiles. All right. So for anyone that doesn't know, Paul, um, before he became a Christian, was referred to as Saul. And he was a persecutor of Christians, so he, like, would kill Christians. And um, God, Jesus, revealed himself and saved him. And now Paul is, like, a huge, um, like, witness um, and one of the leaders of the, of the New Testament. Um, so does Paul's story go into the details of the sin that he used to be involved with? No. No. We know the sins, right? We know they're probably pretty bad, like he killed people. But he doesn't go into gory details. Um, who's the, po- the focus of Paul's story? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, God, the glory of God. Um, yeah, so Paul's story is Jesus and Jesus alone. Nothing else gets in the way. Um, we know who Paul is. We know enough about him to know that his story is powerful. Um, but it's powerful not because of what Paul did, but because of what Jesus did through him. Um, so today we are going to spend the rest of our time just thinking about our stories. Um, um, yeah, and the, way that, the reason I share those two passages with you guys is just to give you a model of maybe what you can think about um for your stories but uh we're gonna kind of think about our stories today um and i know a lot of you have already given your testimony um probably a lot of you have given it several times um but it's good to just kind of go back over what the lord has done in your life um so i want you to think of some words that describe your life before you were saved so think of three four five words if you're feeling crazy of words that describe your life before you knew Jesus and then a few words that describe your life after you met Jesus so we're really going to simplify it and just do it for a few words Um, so on the front of your page write down the words that describe your life before Jesus and on the back is the words that you describe after Jesus and then we'll go around and share sound good all right I'll turn on some music for us and I'll give you guys think like three minutes is good five five minutes okay five minutes sounds great long without being awkward okay um okay so obviously i'm not gonna make you guys like go around and share your full testimony um i wrote more than five words so um it's okay if you did too (laughs) um 
But what we're going to do is go around and say the words that are on the front of your list and then the words on your back of the list. And then if you want, and like describe what happened in the middle. Like what changed? How did God reveal himself to you? Um, um, if you have a day, say the day. If you, it was just like an extended amount of time. Um, whatever you think is best. And then, yeah, so we'll just go around and do that. Um, Elise, do you mind starting us? Yep. I'm going to just go around. And if, also, if you also don't feel comfortable sharing, that's okay. You can just say uh, pass, and no one will be upset with you. All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, so before Jesus, uh, my life was confusing, unrestful, selfish, anxious, uh, starving, searching, and mm. lonely. Uh, after Jesus, it was certain, purposeful, peaceful, loving, and fulfilled. And I would probably just say, like, in between time probably like extended a long time just by Jesus showing me who he is like through the people I was with and just like through how he would like take me through certain situations mm. so yep yeah cool I don't know if I understood the assignment correctly I oh. just wrote down <laughs> the way I guess I felt yeah yeah you can, okay. It can be any word. There's no, like, limit to okay. it. It can be the way you feel, the way that your life was. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did depressed, forgotten, mm. hopeless, and alone. Before and then after, I did joyful, loved, known, and valued. Mm. And then I think, like, the middle part is just, like, I've never really thought about this. Really That's okay. Maybe I should have given you guys time to think about the middle part. And if there was like if there wasn't like a middle part, like did it all like just change in one day? I can't remember there being like a certain day. Yeah. I think kind of like at least it's just like over time, like the Lord revealing Himself to me, mm. um, and like other people coming into my life definitely. Yeah. Like assisted in that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ellie. Um. Before, um, it was dark, unfulfilling, uncertain. Um definitely harder than it is now because life is still hard but like mm. it was hard before and then I all around just felt like really lost mm. and then the middle part um I'm at the very beginning of my journey um and um in January I attempted and that really just Christ really just saved me mm. in that time of feeling so lost and um he just showed me that there are better things mm -hmm. and stuff. So then after, um, I have a feeling of belonging. I feel warm. I feel at peace. I feel like I'm set. Like, I know I'm going to heaven. I know I'm saved. Mm -hmm. And I feel at home. Awesome. Uh, before, I put lukewarm, sad, just kind of like dead, um, unsure, no real purpose, and hard. And then after, is joyful, peaceful, secure, just better. Not like easier, but just better. Mm. Like has a purpose in God and like more confident. And like in the middle, it wasn't like a certain day. It was just like slowly over time. God kind of like took away everything that I had like put my hope in and like value in. Mm. And during like COVID last year, he just kind of like took that all away all at once. And <laughs> Didn't really have another choice. And yeah, here we are now. Okay, my before is a little different because my uh, 
faith journey started when I was like five, so I don't fully remember the before. So this is before my baptism. Um, strangled and overwhelmed, afraid, um, imperfect, empty and dirty. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> and then after, um, free, full, hopeful, able to breathe, loved, and I felt mm. reachable. Kind of the, the middle part was in high school and like, I had always wanted to get baptized, but I never felt good enough to get baptized. And then, like when I was 18, I realized like I don't have to be good enough mm. because God made me good enough. I'm gonna cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was a really big part in my journey. And then the middle part is kind of you know still here because I feel like the beginning is when you accept and the the end is when you like are in heaven and yeah. the whole life is the middle part. But yeah. um, during COVID and like all of that stuff had a boyfriend, I had really close friends, and then all gone. <laughs> so, kind of dealing with that still, but realizing that I am free, I am mm. full of God and faith, and that I am loved. Mm. Still getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like our whole lives are our testimonies, like you said. Like we're always learning, always growing. That's awesome. And my middle part kind of felt like God was like shaking my shoulders, like this is what you've been dealing with for so long. And here's people (laughs) who like want this for you. Because before I was being pulled away, now I'm here. Anyways, so and then my after, I feel refreshed, um, guided. Genuinely happy in those two words. Um, excited, and then now I feel like I'm full. Mm. Awesome. Um, so my before, um, I was insecure, unfocused, lost, and lonely. Um, but piece by piece, he started transforming me um, and just healing my heart. And now I am confident in who I am in him. I'm found. I'm loved. Mm. Before, I was doubtful, unfulfilled, and flowy. Like, mm-hmm. I was just going with the flow, not really, like, doing it for God. Yeah. And then after, I was more joyous, faithful, loving, filled, and trusting. And I think the in-between is, like, God showing me how he's worked in my life. Like, before I fully put my faith in him, just how he worked in my life mm-hmm. in those hard times. And then showing me the goodness that he brought out of it. Yeah. Before, I wrote alone, empty, craving more of what I didn't have and um, always wanting more, Mm. Um, feeling like I had no one to like go to or talk to and I just felt like blind of the world Mm. in a way and then after I feel filled with his grace and his love and open hearted and loving to talk about like him and Mm -hmm. talk about what he's done and feeling like everything is just put into place like set kind of and in between was april 11th of this year Mm because it was my first youth group here Mm -hmm. and it was just it 
coming here opened my eyes to like what God really does and there's so much more with him mm-hmm. and this he is the better way than yeah. any other way that's awesome um yeah I wrote down a lot more than five words but my life before Christ dark empty selfish starving you said starving too I was just hungry for something I didn't know uh worldly shaky like I felt like there's like nothing firm in my life lies blind false joy numb I thought I was happy but like it was just fake joy you know um and then after Jesus I'm forgiven I have a purpose I have life I have true joy my identity is in Christ I'm full hopeful life is amazing with Jesus um, and I'm hungry for the word. Um, I go through phases. Sometimes I, I'm not as hungry for the word, but I'd say like genuinely, gen- generally, after I've been saved, the Lord has just blessed me with like a craving for his word. Like I'll, I, I usually wake up and just like crave it. And I just feel like that's just him just like blessing me and drawing me to himself. And then the in-between, um, I always felt like the Lord had like a wall. I got, not the Lord. I always felt there was a wall between me and the Lord, like that I just like would talk and it would just bounce right back. Like, there's, like, nothing there. Um, and then I started reading in Ephesians, um, Ephesians 2, which is just about how we were once far off and now we are brought near, um, that we were strangers and now we are children of God. And I remember that just, like, really got to me because I was like, I feel far off. I feel like a stranger, but I'm not because of Jesus. And it just all clicked and the wall came crumbling down. Um, and all of a sudden I just wanted to read the Bible and pray and tell other people about it. And I don't... It wasn't a day. It was a, It was like over a course of six months. But, yeah, it's really cool to think about our stories and our testimonies and just these words that are so, like, like these are just a few words, but they have a lot of power and weight to them. And we know what, what's behind these words. I, like, um, we know what our stories were actually like, what we experienced, and we can see the Lord working in that, um, which is really cool. So... I just really encourage you guys to be bold, to share your stories with the people around you and to um, be vulnerable and to open up and to share with them what Christ has done in your life because it's one of the most powerful ways to share the gospel. Um, And thank you guys for sharing it a little bit with us too. So, yeah. Any questions or comments? Cool. Well, that's all I have for today. I'll pray for us and then we can eat donuts. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for this morning, Lord, and just the reminder that you are working in all our lives. God, I praise you that all of us here will see each other in heaven, um, that we are all um, walking with you, that we know you. Um, God, I just pray that you help grow our understanding of the gospel, um, that we see how it just penetrates every single part of our life, that um, there is no sin that we can commit that is too large for you to forgive. And there's nothing that we can do to get you to stop loving us. God, I praise you for that. I pray for all these girls and myself too, God. Would you give us boldness to go out and to share our stories and to share the gospel and look for ways to just have those conversations with people and to love them well um, and to point their eyes to you, God, because you are the main character of our stories and of the story of history and of the whole world. And this whole world needs you, God. Would you help us not lose sight of that? Um, And I just pray, especially in the way that our world is right now, God, um, people need you more than ever. Um, They they just don't realize it. Um, God, would you just humble us and show us that 
at once there was once a time that we were separated from you um but now we we know um, what life is like would you just help us um, realize that and let it lead us to just share the gospel more and to have compassion on others um to never judge but to just do everything out of love just like jesus did god um would you be with us today and throughout the week um at school and at work and wherever we're going lord would we just do it all for your glory um Lord, we love you. Would you help us love you more? In your name I pray. Amen.